I'd like to start this morning by quoting D.L. Moody, a 19th century evangelist and founder of the D.L. Moody Bible Institute. Moody said, I'd rather be able to pray than be a good preacher. Jesus never taught his disciples how to preach, but only how to pray. Jesus was praying in a certain place, and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. Lord, teach us to pray might seem like an odd request, especially if you consider the disciples' faithfulness to their Jewish heritage, a tradition rooted in religious discipline and prayer. These men were not new to prayer. They knew countless prayers like the back of their hands, but they still asked Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray. It's possible that the disciples had a sense that they weren't praying quite right. They might have been afraid they were exhibiting symptoms of PPA, prayer performance anxiety. Maybe they wondered, like we do sometimes, why so many of their prayers did not produce the expected results. Or I think more likely, the disciples saw how Jesus could walk and talk and live and be in communion with God all of the time. And they thought, we want to be as connected to God as he is. So one of them pipes up and asks Jesus, hey Lord, teach us to pray. And Jesus was used to being followed around and asked a lot of questions. Some serious, others not so much. Lord, where are you going? How often do I have to forgive someone who sins against me? What will be the sign of your coming again? Who will be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Now often Jesus responded to these questions with cryptic sayings or, or a parable. And sometimes, not at all. But when the disciples asked Jesus to teach them to pray, there was no hesitation. He didn't say, there's nothing to know, just go talk to God. Instead, he answers immediately, okay, here's what you do. Now Luke doesn't really set the scene for this encounter with the disciples. But can't you just picture Jesus upon hearing this request? A big smile on his face, raising his hands in the air and shouting, Hallelujah! For once, the disciples are not arguing over who will get the throne next to Jesus. Lord, how do we pray is the right answer, and Jesus is thrilled to answer it. Jesus said to his disciples and to me and to you, when you pray, say this. Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Address God as one who looks upon us as family and call upon God to be God. Ask God to take charge of our lives and bring justice and peace to the world. Give us each day our daily bread, the food on our table and on our altar that feeds us body, mind, and spirit and the assurance that God nourishes abundantly each and every day and always. 
And forgive us our sins, as we, for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us. Open the doors of our hearts whenever someone knocks, and know that even as God loves and forgives us completely, we need to remember to try to do the same for others. And do not bring us to the time of trial. Protect us from temptation and evil, and let us see others as God-given brothers and sisters. Now Jesus has just given the disciples the words to address God, to praise God, and to, peti and to petition God. A template that's been the model for prayer for 2,000 years. Now if that's not good enough for us, we can always ask Google to teach us to pray. And we'll get over 75 million results in 0.73 seconds. Jesus has taught the disciples and us how to pray and what to pray for. But I think there might be more. More than simply what words to use, how to fold our hands, or whether to sit or stand or kneel. Luke's Gospel challenges us not only to think about prayer. This, this text is also an invitation to join with the disciples in asking Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray. Luke invites us, along with the disciples, into a deeply personal conversation with God. We are being invited to call upon God, as children will call upon a loving parent, trusting that we belong to God and that God wants for us what is good and life-giving. All we have to do is ask. Lord, show us how to lead a life full of prayer. Teach us to look for the signs of your grace everywhere we go. Teach us to stop yakking and start listening. Lord, teach us to pray. When we ask Jesus how to pray, you can rest assured that we are definitely asking the right question and that Jesus can't wait to answer. When we pray to God, we should come confidently and persistently knowing that God is not going to reject us, believing that he will hear us and that he will answer our prayers in a way that is best. Jesus also understood the importance of attitude and persistence in prayer and even told the disciples a story about a man coming to a friend's home in the middle of the night to give them a picture of how to approach God. In this story, Jesus equates prayer to a friend who wants to borrow something from you in the middle of the night. Your friend keeps shouting and pounding on the door. He just won't give up. He just won't go away. No matter how often you roll over in bed or put your head under the pillow, your friend keeps knocking on the door. And eventually you have to go down to answer the door and give your friend what he wants before the whole neighborhood is awake. Now, at first glance, we might identify ourselves with a woken-up friend and think that the midnight caller is pushing the limits of friendship. But instead, it's the woken-up friend who is behaving badly. Jesus says that when we pray, we are the friend knocking on the door. Jesus says it's not only okay, but necessary to be persistent and shameless in our prayers and to make ourselves 
a nuisance to God. Like the friend knocking on the door, we need to be relentless and not give up until we get an answer. We do not pray to a God who will brush us off because he's warm under the covers and doesn't want to go out in the cold. We do not pray to a God who will become impatient with our requests because we keep asking for things he cannot provide or do. We don't pray to a God who is selfish and hard-hearted. We pray to a God who loves us. We pray to a God who has our best interests in mind. And we heard another example of persistence in our first reading this morning from Genesis about Abraham's shameless pleading with God to not sweep away the righteous with the wicked. Abraham did not relent. He kept confidently coming back to God again and again and again knowing that God would answer it in a way that was in everyone's best eternal good. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open for you. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds, and for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. We need to be always confident and persistent and joyful in our prayers. And as Jesus promised, when God's name is hallowed and God's kingdom comes, there is daily bread for all. Forgiveness is practiced and God delivers the faithful from the time of trial.